Welcome to Beer League Radio. I'm Craig Franken, joined by Tyler. Tyler, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, had a great fun day of practice, and uh, you know we've had a great six games of action so far this season. You're you're upbeat for how bad you feel probably right now. I'm doing all right. Uh, <laughs> like I, like I said on the Wiggins and I recorded five one five earlier. Playing injured. Uh, real tired, real hungover, but you know, it's, it's six o'clock PM and, uh, it's time to go. Self, <laughs> self-inflicted injury, but he has played injured and we are joined by royalty, the commish, Ooh. Matt Whips. We're mm. always the commish, no matter who's the commish. <laughs> How are you, sir? Good. Commissioner Emeritus. We'll, we'll go with okay. that. Ooh, right, okay. My bad. Sounds my bad. fancy. Anytime <laughs> you use Latin, you know it's legit. <laughs> no, I'm oh. good. Thanks for having me guys. And you, for just, coming. you just came off of a game. How'd that go? It went well. Uh, we emerged victorious over the Grays, four to one tonight. It was nice. a fun game. Did you get any penalties, assists, or goals? I did not. Boo. I was held off the score sheet. I Boo. had a uh, chance late in the game on a feed from uh, our captain, Mister Marriott. Just shot it wide, but uh, I'm sure it was a bad pass. He would say that. Would he? <laughs> but you won't. That's that's, <laughs> that's 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 some character. That's quality character there. That's, that's a good guy to have on the team. We are here to do a recap show. We are eight games in for well, Intermediate. There we go. Six games in for Novice. Figured we'll talk about it and see what's going on. So, Novice or Intermediate? What do you want to start with, Tyler? Well, I mean, we've got two Intermediate guys here. Let's start there. Okay, that's fine. We can take turns if you want. That's fine. No, we'll go. Just make it as confusing as possible. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. So, so, we'll start with the standings. We'll go from top to bottom, and then we'll talk about some statistics and what we think the team's going to do. Um, some highlights of the team in the year so far, and then kind of what we think is going to be better. So the Benders leading off with a 7-0-1 record, 15 points. First in the intermediate, Scorpions second with 12 points at 5-1-2. Des Moines Whalers at close behind with third at 11 points, 5-2-1. Hooligans eight points with 3-3-2. Three, three Wolverines uh, two points with a 1-7-0 in the Grays. Off the score sheet at O A N O Whips, what stands out to you right there? What stands out to me is I was thinking about this. You know, we're kind of about halfway through our second go-around, uh, the rotation, so to speak. And to me, the, the best, most all-around team, not surprisingly, is the Benders. I mean, they, they can skate. They got solid, def- very mobile, solid defense, got good goaltending, and it's, it's reflected in the, in the scoring. I mean, everybody talks about Bello, and we, I'm sure we'll talk about that more later, but they've got a lot of guys who can score on that team. Yeah, if you key on one guy, somebody else is going to get you. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about it. I think it was yeah, it was uh, Tony Hanson and I. Um, <laughs> Tanner Robinson went. I need people to skate with me, <laughs> and he drafted the fastest team in the league. So, Tyler, what have you seen with calling some of the intermediate games and seeing those games? What do you see? Uh, that I would be buried. <laughs> <laughs> Were I playing in that league? <laughs> um, the <buff> Agreed. <laughs> oh, that's just hurtful. I just agreed. It's fine. <laughs> oh no, I, I enjoy watching the intermediate games. It's a lot of fun. It's it's a, I mean, it's the same game, but at the same time, it's a completely different game than than us playing novice and and all that. The Benders are easily one of my favorite teams to watch, and I make sure that I'm at least in the building, if not calling the action when it's the Benders and Scorpions, because that's just just the two fastest teams just running at each other the whole time, and it's an absolute blast to watch that game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. The Benders, there's no surprise there that they can score some goals. Um, and, you know, having the fifth goalie selection and then picking Penico, I think, and we'll talk about it a little bit, I think, but the goalie differential from the top to bottom isn't as 
big as people would have thought. Oh, yeah. Um, and Pinnico might be one of the top goalies when he has his day. Yeah. When Pinnico has a team in front of him and he can play, he is one of the best goalies in the league. And he so far has shown that. So Yeah. And, he, and, he, and he's never phoning it in. He cares every single game. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The other thing that kind of stands out to me is, is the Whalers, you, your team. You guys are super balanced. And we'll go with that. I have a statistic from Sports Engine that's actually amazing to me. Um, how balanced you are. But what do you see from your team with how much balance you have? If I had to pick one descriptor, that would be it, balance. I mean, we've got a very mobile defense um, who's not afraid to jump up, and our forwards do a really good job of uh, switching back when the defense does jump up. Brown is very solid in net. Yeah. we got Caitlin Mount at center, who's fantastic. we got some Burners on wing. I just really like the makeup of our team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, the makeup of your team is, is super balanced as a goalie who's played against you guys. You know, Jake Allen has talked about the pro Jake Allen. You know, they talked to him about, like, is there certain players on the ice that you see and you go, oh, I have to face him? And that's true. Like, there's players I'm like, oh, I have to – like, Bella. We'll talk about Bella. He gets on the ice. I'm like, oh, good. He's going to score. You like there's no like let off. There's no line that comes out from the Whalers going, okay, I can take a, a deep breath because there's not going to be anybody who can score on me. You guys have somebody who can score literally every shift. Yeah, and I think that's <coughs> Charlie did a really good job of of uh, drafting because I think that's what he was looking for. He didn't want a one line team, or he didn't want you know, let's just stack it with offense, or let's just make it defensive, or let's mm-hmm. build from the net out. He just did a really good job of of getting. Um, Solid players at every position. Yeah, absolutely. And then moving on to the Wolverines, where they are, where they want to be, fifth. I mean, they don't want to be good until the playoffs. No, they have to. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah, is exactly so what they do, right? I, I, one of the things I enjoy watching is this teams in our league or players in our mm-hmm. league freak out at the beginning of the season or get overly cocky, you know, either end of the spectrum based on the first handful of games or even the first half of the season. We all make the playoffs. If you're not doing something well, you've got an entire season to work on that because we all start over at zero 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 come playoff time. And you know the Voodoo last year and the Wolverines the last two years are great examples of how that goes. Yeah, the Wolverines I think were fifth both <laughs> seasons that they made the championship, <laughs> so they're right where they want to be. Yeah, um, they don't want to do it too much better. They're just going to keep there. But you know, I mean that they have Jake Kello as a goalie who again was one of the better goalies of the of the league, and um, Garby did a really good job at really bringing the boys back. I mean, he's got Ted Davis. He's got Ryan Llewellyn, uh, Andrew Curiel. They added speed with Jeremy Ernst. This is the team that they had last year with a couple new players. I think they're right where they want to be, to be honest with you. I I think they're going to be fine. They got Bobby Bonnet. He's a game breaker. And a lot of the guys you just mentioned, there's a reason they bring back a lot of the same guys. They they know what they're doing. You might as well. Right, exactly. And, you know, there's something about no matter what your record is, when everybody resets to zero and zero, there's something happens mentally. It's like, all right, we got a clean slate now. Everybody starts over. Yeah, and we saw it last year in Novice. I want to say it was the Bandits who faced the Knights in the first round, and they, they, they gave beat them. all they w- wanted. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I that. So no, the the Bandits were beat the aggressive Goldfish in the first round. That's right. It was the second round. Yep. You're right because the Knights had the uh, first round bye. Yep. Yep. Nope. Yeah, it was definitely the Bandits. So mm-hmm. good call there. It's the second round. Um, and then the Grays. We have the Scorpion and the Grays. The Grays, 0-8, um, their, their record does not reflect 
all the games that they played? I mean, they played, like you said, they just played you guys, and they, you know, 4-1, to one and a couple bounces there. It could have been a 2-2 game. It could have been a 3-2 game, depending on that. What? We've played them. They have the offensive power. They are very defensive, um, and hands down the best goalie in the league. Alex Wankham is the best goalie in the league. I would bet money he's faced a lot of shots. He's amazing. You know, we talked off air um, a couple weeks ago against the Benders. I called their game, and he no doubt had 51 saves because uh, Ryan Lett was keeping track, mm-hmm. and we, it became a joke after a while because he was running out of room on his paper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was amazing. Like, that game could have been 12-1. to 1. I mean, he was absolutely the star of the game. I want to think it's important to note that, you know, all the players on that team with this record, and it, it's a similar story for the Voodoo we'll talk about later, they, they're still showing up to the rink with smiles on their face. They know today's the day they're going to get their one. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Last week is last week. This week is this week. I mean, I, I've watched a bunch of the, the Grays games. Nobody's out there being chippy. Nobody's being a jerk. I mean, they've the bounces, like Craig said, hasn't gone their way, but they're out there happy and having a great time. And I, I love seeing that. That's awesome. Yeah, and, you know, the – Hockey's about matchups. They lost their biggest offensive threat, yep. yeah, that's Johnny Brafford, a few weeks back. I'm hoping he gets back about the first of the year. That's what I've heard. I don't know if it was a broken bone or a shoulder sprain or what it was. Shoulder separation. Shoulder separation. Okay. I've been told. But wow. No, and, thank you. And then they are going to get Kevin Conway back. I spoke to him tonight. And he said, I said, when, <laughs> when are you off the DL? He said, next week. I'm like, all right. Of course he is. <laughs> Maybe he needs to take one more week. <laughs> Maybe. No, that's, I mean, Bradford's a two-goal game if not three-goal game, every time. And then Kevin Codway is probably one of the smarter players in the league. So they're they're going to be all right, I think, once they get those two players definitely back. Yeah, and you guys know this. When you're on the ice with somebody that, who plays at that high of a tempo and can um, spread things out a bit, it opens up the ice for the rest of your team. Oh, absolutely. Because all of a sudden, the guys can't just <clears throat> go for it. they got to respect that speed, and that changes things. Yeah, no, absolutely. That Bradford is... I would think they have the best goalie, and Bradford is one of the top three players in the league, I think. So getting those back is going to be huge. Um, And lastly is the Scorpions. So the Scorpions, who's the team I'm on, get to see uh, fast. (laughs) I mean, that's the Whalers are balanced. The Scorpions are literally fast. I've never seen or been a part of a team that's faster. Oh, no. With Mathers, Jake Lee. Justin Moore isn't the fastest, but he has hands. Um, but he's, have, he's still faster than a good majority of the league. Yeah, too. and then you have you know Ryan Greening and Jim, like it's just it's from goal line to goal line is just as quick as you can possibly be. Oh yeah, and and the Scorpions have that own two of the best scoring stats for the intermediate. Their their goals for is far and away the most with forty two, <laughs> and their goals against is the lowest at eighteen, which is a testament to the, both the defense and yourself. And like you said, and the offense with just the speed at keeping it at the other end. I'm, there's games I've watched where you just look bored. I there's there's definitely games <laughs> I am definitely bored sometimes, and that's nothing against anything, but no, that's the defense the and the offense. Is, yeah. the The crazy thing about this is like you know being on the ice with them, they have so much. Zo- like I've been a part of a lot of intermediate teams, and it's just like down there you take one shot, two shots back down this way. It's one shot, two shot. We have sustained. I have seen us make line changes in the offensive zone. Yeah. Like, they can sustain pressure, and it's just – it makes my life a lot easier. Um, and it's it's fun to watch. 
Yeah, the Scorpions will literally cycle the puck down low, which is not something you see in D-League very often, but yeah, they can no. do it. And to me, they're the team of, you know, the best defense is offense. If, if you can't yep. get the puck from them, guess what? You're not going to score. So that the 42 goals for and 18 against doesn't really surprise me. Yeah, no, it's it's it makes my life a lot easier when I can go, they're going to score me some goals. I don't need to be perfect, right? And I think we talked about a little bit about Penico. When Penico thinks he has to be perfect, and there's times where I think I have to be perfect too on teams, you get in your own head, you let one in, now you're in even more head. I let one in, I know. I'm going to get two. It's fine. Yeah, I'm going to let one in, they're going to get me two. It's fine. So it, it helps me mentally, and it helps them, I think, as well. So um, let's go with a little bit of stats. Now, we talked about Bello. Um, leads the league with 11 goals, but the thing that is sh- not shocking, but he has four assists. It's not like he's just out there to score. Mm-hmm. So what do you, out of the top five, well, the top five goal scorers, it's Zach Bellow for the intermediate, Tim Young, Ian Mathers, Jake Lee of the Scorpions, and then Tanner Robinson of the Benders. So the two top teams have two of the top scorers. What do you see there, Tyler, that stands out? I'm not surprised by that at all. This is the short version. Uh, all those people are, are people we're expecting to be scoring that way, and they're, they're on those teams to do that. Uh, it's yeah, it, that does. It's not shocking, is I suppose what I should say. They're they're all super fast. They've got great hands, and the vast majority of them also have other fast people around them. And you know, the, the only one that's surprising out of all that is really Tim Young, with his eight goals and only one assist. I expect you know I would expect him to have more of those. I wasn't it last year they gave him a whole bunch of crap for having so many goals and he had, like, the most assists that he made. Yeah. That w- so, yeah, that's definitely surprising. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> o- it's backwards for him. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I'm glad he's, you know, taking the shot and it's going in. That's awesome. It just, knowing Tim, that's that's a little different than normal. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, now, with assists, Ryan Greening for the Scorpions is leading with seven assists. Yeah. And then we have Charlie Marriott with six assists. Um, Ian Mathers with six. Aaron Harris and Zach Bellow, both with four. Um, and then Nick Peterson, the captain of the Hooligans, with four. That, as much as I love Charlie, that does surprise me that he has that many assists and not as many goals. Yeah, he's looking to distribute a little more this year, I think, than in the past, for sure. And, you know, I want to jump back to the goal scorers for a moment. Yeah. The thing that jumped out at me was Tanner Robinson, seven goals, no assists, because he's a None. great setup man. Yeah. He really is. He The guy can pass on a dime and he's I've seen a lot of setups that just didn't quite connect and that's kind of scary for the rest of us in the league because when those start to connect yeah no look out I was telling Tyler off air as well I was like that was surprising so I'm glad you pointed that out um but yeah just like you said it it's gonna get even more scary if if those pucks go in so um leading with points is Bello, uh Ian Mathers Ryan Green Jacob Lee so again the top players on the Benders and the Scorpions obviously are doing that. So we're there's more of a offense is good defense is kind of thing for that. Now I am curious to see when a team actually pushes back on offense, how well the Scorpions and Benders do. What do you think, Tyler? I'll go to you. How do you think you beat the Scorpions and Benders? Uh, you got to figure out a way to answer speed with something. If that's just good defensive presence and then you know great stretch passes to get ahead of them because you're not going to be able to outrun them. 
uh, even exiting the zone, their back check is going to be in front of you every single time. So you're going to have to be doing home, you know, home run passing, and it needs to be on the tape, or they're just going to bring it back to you. Yeah. Yep. And I would say it's very important to limit their chances. Mm-hmm. If you have a chance to clear the zone, you better clear it because we all have seen this. If you get caught in your zone against certain teams, it's almost a sure goal. Yeah. It's, it's never good, but against teams like that, you better clear it when you have the chance. And on the other end, you better take care of your chances mm-hmm. and, and you know, turn the kind of turn the table, so to speak. Go with good offense to to be your defense, so to speak. If you if they can't uh, possess the puck, they're not going to score either. So yeah. obviously easier said than done, but uh, sometimes you got to fight fire with fire, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And being a part of the Scorpions, there's been every game at least one shift or two that we've been stuck in our own zone, and I get extremely tired and that's literally <laughs> all I've done the whole time but yeah it's I think if you sustain pressure with the benders or you sustain pressure with the scorpions and make them play a little bit more defense and, and gas them out I think that, that eliminates their speed later on if that makes sense yeah absolutely uh, moving on to the goaltenders for or the goalie stats for the teams um, the scorpions lead with uh, goals against at 2.37 the whalers at 2.51 Benders at 2.52, and then the Hooligans at 2.58. What stands out to me is, I don't want to talk about the Scorpions and Benders the whole time, so I just want to say this. We're talking about offense as the greatest defense, but those are the two lowest goals against is the Scorpions and Benders. So not only are they scoring goals, they're not the top goal scorers, but they have the best goals against average. The Hooligans stand out to me. They're at 2.58. A very balanced team. Gets a lot of production. But are we surprised? It's Aaron Enderley. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm not surprised. Um, Aaron, of course, saves his best work for the playoffs, as we've yep. seen on the Wolverines. But he's a very solid, consistent, steady goaltender. So, yeah, I would expect that. Well, and, the, and the top four are all within, the, you know, spitting distance of each other. And it's not so you get to the, the bottom two that there's, you know, that chasm in between the two. And like we've said, you know, there's the, – I expect in the coming weeks as those teams adjust and get people back, that changes. Right. And it, it's nice to see when you've got, you know, a handful of goalies or one goalie that we know is just absolutely fantastic and Alex, that there is an, a nice group together where everybody's pretty close. Yeah. Like I said before, the goalies in the intermediate, I think, are not as... There's not a huge disparity. There's not disparity, as big as disparity as we thought. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. And all but... I'm, I'm glad for that since I was the last goalie. <laughs> I'm not as bad as I think I am, but I might be. Sorry, you were going to say something, Tyler? Yeah, uh, four out of the six goalies all have a shutout. Wow. That's an amazing stat. Yep. That's crazy. I know I'm one of them. Thank yes, you. that's correct. Uh, thank you. Uh, so we'll go to the save percentage here. The Whalers have the highest save, per- save percentage at 899. Congrats uh, to their decor for helping that out. Yeah, that's not all Dave Brown. We can't give him credit. Hooligans, uh, <laughs> 895. Uh, Scorpions, 893. And then again, the Benders, 880. But the fifth is the Grace, 863. Alex has taken 263 shots. The next closest is 186. <laughs> 42. Yeah. I, I Honestly, I'm surprised the disparity isn't greater based on the, some of the games I've seen because he faces a lot of rubber almost every week. And that's yeah. kind of that's surprising to me with how the Grays are built. When I talked about it in the very first show, they're built from the back end up. They have, I think, the best goalie 
and he built like that and team team is built on defense. That whole team can play defense if they needed. So I'm a little surprised with that, but I think that again goes with Whips' thing. Offense is about defense. I think if they start trying to push the offense a little bit more, the defense will come. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah makes the puck's not sense. in your zone. It's real hard to get scored on. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything else that you guys want to talk about for the intermediate? I think that just in, in spectating and in enjoying watching those games, I think it's fun that they're they're a lot more balanced than they have been in some other in, in previous iterations. Uh, and it's just fun to watch. Everybody's having a great time. There haven't been any real issues that I know about. And I think just great hockey to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And Tyler actually showed me this stat, but they do scores by periods, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I want to point out is, so the Scorpions lead with goals at 42. We do 18 in the first, 9 in the second, 15 in the third. So obviously the second period is where we lose a lot of our goals. And that's you can see that. So the Benders have 9 in the first, 11 in the second, 14 in the third. So the Benders come on a little bit strong. The Whalers, 9-8-8. You guys score the <laughs> same amount every period. <laughs> you called it. They're a balanced team. They're very very balanced. Every other team you can Hooligans see. Hooligans is the same. 8, 10, and 9. Yeah. So in the same same one-point range. Yeah. It's just, it's it's crazy to see that, like I said, the Scorpions are first and third period, and the Benders literally gradually 9, 11, 14, but then you have the Hooligans and the Whalers at one point each. Like, what do you contribute that to? I think it goes back to the balance of the roster that we talked about earlier. You know, we don't, we, on the Whalers, of course, like every team, but we really try to watch the shift length, especially as we head into the second period with the long change. We don't want guys getting gassed, which, of course, leads to two-on-ones and breakaways and whatnot. So we, we do a pretty good job of managing that. And offensively, that helps, too, because if you're not gassed, you got that extra stride, and maybe you can you know create that separation. And I think we're, it's reflected in the stats. So in other words, what I'm trying to say is we're as fresh in the third as we are in the first, pretty yeah. much. I and mean, we're not – unless – you know, we haven't had a game yet, thankfully, where we only have seven or eight skaters. Right. We've been pretty fortunate. We'll see what happens on this uh, next week. The, sun- the Sunday after Thanksgiving is always yep. interesting. So. Very interesting. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. But, uh, yeah, I think it's the balance of the team. And looking at the Wolverines, it's kind of scary because they have four goals in the first, three goals in the second, and then seven in the third. So they're built, again, to either come back and or – be fresh in the third, like you said. So the Wolverines, if they can get a couple goals in the first and second period, I'm scared of the Wolverines team. I'm not even gonna lie. Oh no, they there and there's a there's a novice team we'll talk about shortly that that's similar. Where the first two, they're just kind of feeling everybody out, and then they take off. And I think that's what the Wolverines got going on here, where they're making sure that nobody's overcommitting, and then at the end, like, all right, it's time to leave it all out there. Let's go, and then just pour it all on and go to town. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, anything else for the intermediate whips? No, I think we've said it. You know, the one thing I would say um, as kind of a general comment is I think the league is in a good place now. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. not just intermediate, but novice and intermediate. We're kind of in the third year now. You know, with the first year was brand new. The second year we had a few bumps along the way and as we sort of figured things out. And now it's like, okay, we got this thing now. Yeah, it's just okay. growing pain. And I think you're seeing it reflected in what you were saying earlier, Tyler. It's just it's just fun and balanced and everybody's having a good time. And 
the yeah. drama's at a minimum, which is always good. We're oh, we're yeah. we're there to play hockey, and it's I think it's reflected. Everybody's having a good time. Oh yeah, and that, and that speaks a lot, and just a huge amount to everybody who has been on the board and is currently on the steering committee, and to to all the captains and all the leadership on individual teams, making sure everybody's got their head in the right spot. From you know Tim Commissioner all the way down to the guy who just joined the league making sure everybody's here for the right reasons. And, you know, there aren't too many scouts to come to our games. Uh, nobody has to worry about getting drafted next week. So it's yeah, – this year is easily the lowest stress I've had, period, and I've taken on a bunch of responsibility this year. And it's, it's just been fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'll mimic what you guys said. And it's – being a part of the league when the second and third year, it's definitely grown a lot. And, you know, we have people on the waiting list that were being evaluated today. So, I mean, we're – we're full and we have room to even grow, so it's 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 going to be exciting to see where this can go three to five years down this road. Yeah, it is. It's crazy to think about that, but you're right. Absolutely. So, again, we'll recap. The Benders leading with 15 points, Scorpions at 12, Whalers third with 11, Hooligans at 8 points, Wolverines at 2, and then Grays at 0. So, exciting first, what, well, eighth of the <laughs> first sixth? One sixth of the season. Twenty-four, don't we? Thirty. Oh, so then you're about a quarter. One fifth. Okay, sure. We'll get there. Um, but it's exciting. I think there's there's a lot of things that the teams can learn and grow, and I think every team's getting better and better. Um, so I'm excited for what the intermediate has in store, um, for us as well. So moving on to the novice, and before we do that, I want to go ahead and go ahead and talk about our sponsors. So let's go ahead and talk about our sponsors, and we'll come back to the novice division. Beer League Radio is brought to you by The Keg Stand, located at 3530 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. With over 90 beers on tap and new tappings every single week, they have special events and parties throughout the year, a full menu of some of the best food in town with food specials all day, Monday through Friday. They are open until 2 a.m. seven days a week and is one of our absolute favorite places to hang out with friends and catch any number of any big games on over 15 big screen TVs. The Cake Stand is the official sponsor of the CIDL and Beer League Radio. Head up to the Cake Stand. Tell them we sent you. Beer League Radio is brought to you by AVS, anything audio, video, security, one of the nation's largest direct TV dealers and AT&T wireless dealers. They offer full CenturyLink internet for any residential or commercial space. Our company, MyVIP Move, offers home security, Mediacom internet, and TV as well. Custom home theater applications are available. Call Nate McCombs at 515-868-6119. All right, welcome back. Moving to the novice division for the CIDL, we will have Tyler. I'm going to have you list the order of the standings since you are our novice guru. Mm, definitely not. In the room, at least. Uh, no. They're going to go with no. Uh, I, right. I think, uh, to quote Scott Van Dort, daddy. No, that was <laughs> no. I listened to that, and I almost threw up <laughs> It was multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Multiple. I'll answer daddy from now on. Um, <laughs> yeah, you enjoyed that very much. I could tell. <laughs> I yeah. was not prepared for that <laughs> at all. Neither was I. And neither was my stomach because I literally <laughs> threw up in my mouth. I was like, not ready for that. Uh, so the novice standings so far are Vicious Squirrels in first with 11 points, followed by the Ice Dragons with eight. Uh, I, I should say Ice Dragons and Knights tied for second with eight. 
Then the Bandits with five, Wild Goose with four, and the Voodoo have yet to record a point, and, man, they've come close a handful of times. I mean, the, I think the f- was it the first game they played with the Knights? They were down by one goal, and it was the very first week we didn't have stoppage. If they had stoppage, they might have had a chance. Yeah, and uh, I believe I was talking, I had to double-check myself here, but I think they had a lead last week, and then they just kind of fell apart at the end of the game, and that just didn't work out. But they were real close last week. Yeah, I mean, they're... Looking at that roster with with Nick Hannes and you know Lisa Schumacher and Blake Upmeyer and all uh, Duncan and Lyle, they have experience. They have the knowledge of hockey. It's it's a matter of time before they turn that around. Yeah, when I looked at these standings, that was the thing that jumped out to me. I was like, wow, the Voodoo are zero and six. Because you're right, they have so much experience. Another name I'll throw on there was Ann Becker. She's yeah. oh yeah a part of that team too. And yeah, it's just a matter of time. It's still early. You know, it's it's not a sprint it's a marathon and you know we got the holidays coming up here thanksgiving's late and then of course that leads into christmas it always feels like that's the halfway point of the season but it's not mm-hmm. there's a lot more after the new year than there is before mm-hmm. even though it doesn't feel that way so long way to go yeah absolutely and i think i think a good thing to point out is that the voodoo goalie is scott crowther correct yep yeah so I mean, this is new, his first year yep new goalie to the league he's only gonna you can only assume he's gonna get better Right, first goalie, first season. So, again, I think they'll figure it out. I think Crowder is going to grow, and I think that team is could be dangerous, too, along the way. Yeah, I mean, just a quick anecdote about Crowther. We, I did one of those games earlier this year. He gave up a few goals early, and then all of a sudden, he started figuring out the glove hand, and I think he made several yeah, that was against the, the Dragons. It was. I was very upset with him. <laughs> he robbed I me think he ro- I was say, he robbed you at least <laughs> once. And, uh, yeah, that turned into a pretty good game. I was like, wow, he's uh, literally doing on-the-job training here. He's yeah. figuring it out. So, yeah. He could stop that whenever he's ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's – he's for a, a first-year league goalie, I know he's done some intramural goaling when he was in, going to Iowa State, but that was some time ago and hasn't really done it since to speak of. I mean, he's hit the ground running, no question about it. Uh, similarly, so is uh, my goalie, Alex McClure. This is him starting brand-new. Uh, as a goaltender, and in every single stat across the board except for shutouts, uh, Alex for intermediate for the Dragons is either first or second. It's it's out of just blowing me away how good he is just coming on the ice, never goalieing before. Yeah, I mean he's uh, shown he's not shy of ice time, so he's continually wanting to get better. Um, I don't like practices as a goalie, and he did three today in a row. Three, wow. all three in a row, back to yeah. back to back. That's impressive. Yeah, no, he's he's somebody who, when he first started, he was at every stick and puck, he in Ames and Metro, every scrimmage. He has grown tremendously, he and is, he's he's, he's a drive gonna, to get better, and he wants to get better now. Yep, and he's going, and he's gotten so much better, and he's going to continue to get better because one, he plays a lot, and two, he's on my white team that I coach, so I get to coach him. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Cool. Well, no. Uh, <laughs> there was I, something I, for you to say. That was I, ha- I had something, but I, if you, I mean, you're you're good at explaining what somebody should do. Whether or not you, oh, do absolutely. It, <laughs> whether absolutely. or not you do it is neither here nor there. But no, you're 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 good at, especially for goaltenders. Hey, you need to be doing this and that, and then you know I'll watch you just go try to kick save for no reason, <laughs> just with your skate blade. And oh no, that went in. Hmm, weird. That was once. Yes. Uh. <laughs> That's true. But. <laughs> Uh yeah no he's he's only gonna get better as oh, well yeah. um 
What else in the intermediate stands out to you in the standings, Tyler? Novice? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to intermediate. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, not really a whole lot as far as the standings go, to be honest. Uh, I, things are kind of shaking out about where I expected them to. Uh, there, there's not really anything that's jumping out a lot as far as standings go. Uh, I expect the Wild Goose and the Voodoo to, to kind of right the ship here pretty soon because, like we talked about earlier, it's super early in the season. There's there's nothing to panic about at this point. Right. Uh, and, you know, they're both led by great guys, and they have great, fantastic people on the team, and both their goaltenders are just, like we said, Scott and, and Dan Fried. They know, they're not, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, Dan Fry is another goalie who the more reps he will get, he gets better later in the season. Yeah. So. Agreed. All right. So we're going to go with the goal scorers here for the novice division. Leading the way is Brian Forrest of the Knights with eight goals. And then we have Kyle Pedersen, uh, seven goals for the Squirrels. James Helvey, five goals for the Bandits. Nathan Nemers for the Knights at five goals, and then Joseph Keckler and Josh Malang tied at five goals for the Dragons. So, Pedersen steps or sound stands out for me because this is his first year on ice. I believe, if I remember right, he played roller. And it takes people some time to go from roller to ice, but it seems like he's picking this up rather quickly. He certainly is. And he's, he's doing great as a team player as well, so having coming from a, a different background, so it's not – him just going out there and filling the net full of pucks on his own. He's got almost as many assists as he has goals. Yeah, and we'll talk about the, the assists and leaders, but he has seven goals, six assists. Yeah. So, so he's he's almost a 50-50 player. Yeah. I, I very much enjoy watching, you know, team players like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's very good balance, especially for a first-year player. That's very impressive. Usually guys take a while to figure out how to score or how to set up plays, and apparently he's doing both very well. So that's very impressive. And Brian Forrest, he's another first-year player. Um, I got to know Brian over the summer, and, and a couple years past, he's good friends with my nephew. And uh, he's one of those guys who just can't get enough of the ice. He's, he's at every stick and puck. Yeah. He's wanting to do every scrimmage. You know, he's one of those guys that says, hey, I wish we had a game like midweek or practice. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know. I get it, man. I wish we did too. But he's he's got a nose for the net, and he's one of those guys too, once his uh, – hands and his mind start to catch up with his feet look out because he's he's got some talent for sure it is it is kind of funny when you see faster skaters in the novice division because you can see it their feet move way faster than their mind or hands and you're just like that's once that comes it's gonna be great but you just see him over skating the puck all the time and they get super frustrated and you're like you're gonna get there i promise but i think that's the great thing about the league is we're six games into the novice division and the standings are where they're at, but it's not going to be where they end. No, not, a, not The team that starts the season is not the team that finishes the season ever in novice. And no. I think that's what's amazing is everybody, like you said, Brian forces every stick and puck. Kyle Patterson is the very first season. Everybody's just getting better, and it's just amazing to see the growth in the game. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And uh, to, to that end, as you pointed out, Kyle's you know, being new to ice hockey. Joseph Kleckler for the, for the Dragons has never played hockey before. Wow. And he has five goals and an assist. I, I I love watching him skate. He's fantastic, and his feet are, are ridiculous. <laughs> his hands are ridiculous. His shots insane. Like they, like, I know he hasn't played before, and I I I 
very much enjoy watching him skate every game. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, I've had an opportunity to do a couple Dragons games, and he stood out right away. I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but he knows what he's doing. So I'm I'm surprised sure to hear that this is his <laughs> first year. I just assumed, oh, you know, he's coming back to the game after a few years away or something. But wow, no, and, and he's a, he's a. You know, early to the game, so is uh, Nathan Christensen, and we've got we've got a handful of newer players on the Dragons. Uh, didn't go out of the, go back and just grab the names that we knew. Messaged everybody and tried getting newer people, and like everybody in this room for us is just they're fun people to hang out with. They have a great time every game. It's always good to see. Yeah, I think you want to talk about assists, didn't you? Yeah. So assists. Kyle Pedersen leads the league with six assists. Um, Natalia Dedachenko. Yep. Yes. Tied with six. He's tied. Tied. I said. I. I just read that. I went down. <laughs> He's ahead because of the points. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he get three off. Uh. We have Tyler Shelton. This is why some jerk. <laughs> some jerk. Why. Some jerk scout. <laughs> Tyler Shelton's third with four. Clearly. Um. And then we have James Helmy with three. So two of the Ice Dragons are ahead in the assists, and that doesn't surprise me with a, a group. Drafted by Tyler. Um, Tyler is a fun first, team player second. So that doesn't surprise me. No, no, I, I was. For us, like there are, the, we have a, a good balance of shooters and passers, and it's it's pretty evident when you go through assists and overall points for for our team. Uh, when I'm looking through the whole assist list, it once once you get into the two, there's just the entire Knights team. <laughs> the, the Knights are looking great on the assist board here. Yeah, there's about seven or eight of them in a Just row. In there. a row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, it's kind of a toss-up for the first handful, and they're all within a couple. And then once you get to three and two, there's just a whole bunch of guys for three, and then the Knights all have two. <laughs> they're all they're just, the whole team's there. That's funny. All right, moving to points. Kyle Pedersen leads the league with 13. Officially leads the league. They're not tied. Nope, no tie. <laughs> um, second is Brian Forrest with nine. Uh, Natalia Dedachenko is tied with James Helvey at eight. Um, and then we have, i got to scroll down here, uh, Josh Milling and Tyler Shelton with seven. So, again, balance with the Dragons, um, high with the Knights, with Brian Forrest. Um, what do you contribute to your team's success being with four or five players in the top in the points and goals? Uh, just trying to be as balanced as possible. Uh, when we when we go through and set up lines every week, we're trying to do what we can to make sure that every line is going to be a, a both offensive threat and defensively responsible, so we can keep the goals down on our end and put them in the back of the net at the other end. So we just try to make sure we're as balanced as we can be and go from there. Yes. Anything else before we move on to the goalies? No, just um, you know, I had a thought again, more of a general thought, but with the Knights. They're maybe a little top-heavy right now with their scoring until you get down to the assists, but I see that changing as the season goes on. you got the Scotty Bowman of coaches and Mr. Reichardt. He's going to get that team playing a certain way. He'll never be able to go in the locker room. His <laughs> head's going to be so big he can't walk. <laughs> I mean, he's got Buck to buy new, is only so big. He's got to buy new hats. That's, That's for sure. No, I mean, he, he is – I mean, he's had a lot of a lot of time coaching. He's got been around the game. He's, he's definitely a great coach, and – I mean, obviously the Knights went undefeated last year, so I mean you have to contribute some of that to them. But as well, I mean you've seen the Knights grow, even the last year or the year before that when they didn't win but any games. Towards the end, they almost made the championship game. 
being the worst team in the league because they've grown so much with his coaching. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, shots on goal for the goalies. Leading the way is Scott Crowther with 165 shots taken. Uh, Wild Goose Dan Fry with 145. The Knights at 143. 131 for the Bandits, 123 for the Vicious Squirrels, and 116 for the Ice Dragons. It seems like a little bit of a disparity, but there's not. That's super close in shots on goal. Yeah, it, it really, really is. And, like, I, I made sure to, to share this stat with my team when I was putting all this together last week, knowing that we had a practice this week, so I had some time that it was relevant. And I, I made sure to specifically shout out our defense for keeping the shots on goal allowed to get to Alex to only 116. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a great job from the defense across the board in general from all the teams. But, you know, since that one happens to be mine, I made sure to share it with our D. And like like you said, everybody's super close. Yeah. And it's it's really cool to see that parity. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, like you said, the least shots that you've taken is a good indicator of how good your defense is. Yeah. Whoops, you have anything for that? Well, I'm just looking at this um, shots on goal and then saves and, of course, save percentages. I don't want to jump ahead too much, but when I see two novice goaltenders with a save percentage north of 900, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. And we got two of them, so yeah, hats we, off to them. Yeah, we can talk about that. They're the top two league in the league. Um, Vicious Squirrels, Damon Punselin, if I'm right. Vicious Squirrels? Yeah. Damon Punselin, 1.59 goals against average with a 927 save percentage. He's on fire. Oh yeah, and 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 don't take anything away from their defense. They they were they allowed the second least number of shots. Their defense is super mobile, and they've started move. I know this a couple weeks ago. They moved Lee Patton back to D. Yeah, so I we can just that. rip that shot from the point. And it's the squirrels aren't here to mess around, guys. Yeah, there's only two goalies above 900 save percentage. One's Damon Plunslet, 9.27, and the second one is a 1.8 goals against average and a 905 for Alex uh, McClure. So. Yep. Kudos to you guys. And the next is, I mean, the top three teams are novice for goalies. It's amazing because the Bandits come in at 2.26 and an 8.85. So that's Scott uh, Scott Stouffer. Uh And then the Knights at 2.41 with an 8.88. And then we have the Voodoo at 4.41 at 8.48. Um, and then the Goose at 5.4772. The top four teams are below a two. For goals against? Yes. Or right at two. Am I correct? Am I wrong? Three. So top no. three teams are two at 2.26 or below. To me, a novice should be way more high scoring, and it's not this year. So the like like we talked from about the outside in, I would think that the novice is going to be higher scoring, but it's not. I can't. I don't know. what. To so as... as Mr. Whips pointed out earlier, the, the league's a lot more balanced this year. There's not a huge, like, so for, I've noticed in some time ago, especially for last year, the difference between an intermediate one and an intermediate three is typically not super noticeable. The difference between a novice one and a novice three is a chasm. Like, you've got people who've put on skates for the first time versus somebody who's a bubble player. It might, might if there was less nov or intermediate people, play up an intermediate and be fine. So, I don't really expect a whole lot of goals for novice most of the time because we're all learning how to shoot and pass and skate and not fall down all at the same time. That's true. So I don't – last year was a little bit of an anomaly because there were so many newer people it was hard to keep everybody where they needed to be, and they all kind of fell into the same two teams. Uh -huh. And those two teams artificially inflated the scoring 
when compared to the rest of them just because they had a lot more talent on them. This year, you know, from the Vicious Squirrels in first all the way down to the Goose, and these teams are pretty darn even. Yeah, and last year was an expansion year. Yeah. We added two teams, and that's always a an X factor yeah, it in sure all of is. this. And this year, of course, we're staying at the 12 teams like last year. So we have plenty of new faces, but not 30 new players exactly. like, like you do in an expansion year. So oh, and, and you got to take last year's growing pains and, and adjustments and work with them. So, you know, as, as things change, you know, it, it's a lot easier to look at now and go, okay, this is better. Well, yeah, but we had to learn how to make it better. So this year is, is a lot more even than novice was last year. And I, I, I enjoy that. Like, the, I know all of us novice captains, we have a, a separate Facebook message thread so that we have our own conversations. We make sure that everybody's, you know, there's no grievances anytime. You know, we m- talk to each other before and after games to make sure everybody's okay. I mean, heck, uh, last week, we uh, one of my players tripped a guy on the goose and just took himself out of the play. Immediately stopped checks on him. He's got his own hand up in the air. When I need to go sit down. That was awful. <laughs> and, like, and we all just stopped. Like everything just stopped because he looked it looked didn't look great. He got tumbled into the boards. It was a pretty bad trip, and that's when they got their their only goal of the game was against Alex. When we all went to make sure this guy is okay, and I'd much rather that happen than anything else. I mean, we could have stopped and just he go sit down for two and ignore the problem, but I'd much rather be check on the guy. Yeah, absolutely. And you uh, gotta make sure everybody's okay. I mean, yeah, we yeah. don't have a. NHL staff on duty. I say there's there's very few scouts. Very few scouts. <laughs> we have a doctor though. We do have a doctor, and a bunch of shout uh, out to Doctor White. Yeah. Yep. yeah. EMTs, Rick Penico, uh, Cameron Bros. Bunch of them. Nick Hannes. Yeah. There's a lot. Um, real quick before we move on to the period by period shots or goals, uh, shout out to uh, Scott Stouffer and Tony Hansen. Yep. Two shoutouts. Um, for the novice team, so the only the, the only shutouts we've got there so far. Yeah, so even with the vicious squirrels having so low and the uh, ice dragons having so low, they still have the only two shutouts. So shout out to Hanson and Stouffer. All right, so period by period shots. Ice dragons has ten goals in the first, twelve goals in the second, three in the third. Vicious squirrels twelve in the first, seven in the second, five in the third. Four for the Knights in the first, six in the second for the Knights, and 11 in the third. Bandits, seven first, five second, four in the third. And the Goose at four, four, and six, so they're super balanced there in the first, second, and third. And then the Voodoo at six goals in the first, two in the second, and one in the third. Thing that stands out to me. Um, I know you're going to talk about it, so I'll leave you to the Knights, Tyler. Uh, but the Voodoo scores in early, and you talked about it. They had a lead and kind of backed down. They scored six in the first and only one in the third. So I think they need to kind of figure out where they can get that scoring in on the third. Um, and the other thing that stands out is the Goose, four, four, and six. They're pretty balanced all throughout the whole period. Yep. On the, uh, one of the things that hopped out to me outside of the Knights, and like you said, we'll come back to that, is for the first two periods, it's the, the Vicious Squirrels and the Ice Dragons that are – know, in the first period, commanding leads with 12 and 10, respectively. In the second period, 12 and 7. And then the third, both those teams take a nosedive. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that is going into the third period, typically with enough of a lead, you're like, all right, cool, let's we, we can play defensive and make sure that, that we put this away, as opposed to just running and gunning the whole time. Mm-hmm. Whereas 
the Knights have a completely different <laughs> approach, it appears, uh, when Fair. they come in with uh, first period four goals, second period six goals, and then a far and away just almost they, doubled up the next guy down with 11 in the third. They scored 10 goals in the first and second, and they scored 11 in the third. They scored more in the third than they have in the first and second combined. I, I think that speaks a lot to uh, Captain Taylor McKee and, and, Reichardt and Coach John Reichardt making sure that his players are staying rested through the first two because most of these teams have a drop-off in the third period because we don't know how to pace ourselves nearly as well as you guys do. And uh, you guys pointing to Mr. Whips and the intermediate. So there's a, a giant drop-off either because they we just don't know how to pace ourselves correctly or, you know, you've got enough of a lead. You're like, all right, let's, let's work on playing defensive, and sometimes we don't know how to do that either. Yeah, I mean, one of the hardest things to learn as a, as a player is to figure out when's a good time to change because sometimes you think, yep. I feel great. Why change now? And, then, and you know what I'm getting at. <laughs> then the next thing you know, you got caught out there for about two and a half minutes and you're completely gassed. Yep. So it's always better to change a little, little too early than a little too late. And that is one, a tough thing to learn. Like I said, there's a knack to it. You mm-hmm. only learn it through experience. And, you know, looking at the Knights, too, I, I'd love to know with that 11 goals in the third, how many of those games were they trailing in going into the third? Did they have to step their game up, or did, is it more the balance? I think they're just outweighting teams. Yeah. I mean, I know I see them going to the, their, their patented hang out of the back door until somebody forgets you're back there, and then just, <laughs> just man, that's, they dined out on it last year. That's definitely a, a Reichardt and, and or Taylor's uh, set play. They just get somebody at the goal line, or, you know, eventually you just assume he's not a threat because he's hanging out at the goal line. Puck lands on the stick, and, you know, the goalie's at the other post. You got an entire open net. And if they can outweigh people, especially toward the end of the third when, you know, the, uh, the opposing skaters are getting tired, and you're, you're going to put it away, and that's that's kudos to great coaching and great leadership from Captain Taylor McKee. So keep that up, and, you know, I'm, as I was going through these, I'm like, we're going to have to start watching the Knights in the third period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's it speaks to, again, and I didn't actually think about this, so this is actually a really good point out, of the fact that, like, pacing yourselves. I mean, yeah. you think about it, yeah, teams get tired. It's because, you know, we're out of endurance. But you can not run out of, well, we're old and slow, but you're going to run out of verse. But if you pace yourself in the first two, you have a lot more than the third. But you have to be careful with that and not not burn enough energy in the first two that you dig yourself a hole that you're never, you can't climb Agreed. out of. Yeah. So it, it's definitely a balance, and it's something you have to learn. And there's a lot of leadership on the nights from, you know, the the players that have been here for a while to, to Taylor all the way up to John. There's a lot of experience there. Absolutely. Now the the goals against my period is quite a bit more balanced for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the in the for the for the first period goals against there are three teams tied with only five allowed. Vicious Squirrels with six, so it's Ice Dragons Bandits at Knights only allowing five. Vicious Squirrels at six, and then it jumps up to ten and twelve for Voodoo and Wild Goose respectively. Second period, Vicious Squirrels have yet to allow a second period goal. Wow! Like at all. Then it kind of, right. Pe- it, yeah, right. Uh, it pokes up with the Ice Dragons at three, Knights at five, Voodoo at six, Bandits at seven, and Goose at 15. And then third period is, again, back to being balanced. You have Vicious Squirrels, Bandits, and Ice Dragons all with only three allowed, Knights and Wild Goose with six, and Voodoo with nine. I chalk up the, the Voodoo at nine there just being a newer goalie and Scott just being gassed by the time the game's over. His defense is great in front of him. I know that the, the Voodoo is built super defensively, mm-hmm. but he's just newer and getting up and down is it, I mean, it's hard work, especially wearing all those pads. Well, I mean, if, if they're getting all their goals in the first and they are giving up a lot in the third, 
it shows that offense is their best defense. They're offensive in the first period, and I think they get tired, and including Crowther gets tired, and he's faced the most shots in the novice. Or so there's not a reason. There's a reason he's tired is because he's facing the most shots and being on a team last year of the Voodoo, who I led the league in shots. I could tell you I was dead every game. It. I mean, people are like, "Well, you're just a goalie. You go up and down." When there's sustained pressure and the you're moving the whole time, you're moving the whole time. Your your heart's racing because it's just it's a different kind of endurance, and it takes a lot out of you. This sounds like excuses. <laughs> <laughs> Goalies have their own union, you know. They they stick together. So. You agreed with me first. Uh, no, no, you're absolutely right. It's, no, I, I you can't agree, agree with me and then back out. No, I can make fun of you though. That's true. You can't. <laughs> absolutely. No, uh, the the goals against. I'm I'm super intrigued that you know everybody's kind of in groups and it stays pretty well even most of the way through. And even looking at the the overall goal scored against the vicious squirrels haven't allowed double digits. The Ice Dragons have just barely allowed double digits, and the Bandits and Knights are right there. It's not until you get to the the Voodoo and the Goose that it starts getting higher. These teams are really, really well balanced. Yeah, it absolutely agree that these teams are balanced. I think the Voodoo and the Goose obviously trailing. I think they're going to be okay. I think oh, Crowther's, yeah. I think Crowther's going to, you know, get better as a goalie. I think they're going to figure out the whole pacing thing um, for the Voodoo. And, and get some more goal scores. The Wild Goose, uh, Nathan Reckman has done a great job of getting that, and I think Kripalani's been out a couple games, which yep. is a huge goal scorer oh for yeah, the, he, the he, Goose. He, can, he, he by so. himself can, can keep them in games just, just scoring. Yeah, so, like, again, the Novice Division is never the same first six games to the last six games, nope. just because there's so much growth in the sport and so much growth within teams themselves. And... Wibbs can probably give this. You have a new team every year, and it takes a couple games, if not the full first six games, to really click with a team. Or even more, yeah. Let alone click with a team, click with how you play. Like, I don't even know how to play, yeah. and i got to click with this team. So it's it's it takes a novice a little bit longer. But again, the first six games are never the same as the last six games, and that's amazing. Yeah, yeah I, I say this all the time. I've said it a couple times this year already on broadcast. The novice division is so cool because what you see on the ice in October, November is drastically different than what you see in March and early April. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like the light goes on and people start to get it. And mm-hmm. it's so cool to watch people improve literally before your eyes. And you see that in the novice. You see it somewhat in intermediate, but mo- is dramatic in yeah. the novice. There's a lot of people in the intermediate that were at our peak. And the novice is just starting. So it's... We talked about it with Tony, or I did with Tony in the uh, draft recap show. Um, we kept calling her graduates because it's what it is. So you graduated from the novice division to the intermediate. That's a big jump. That's awesome. And there's great people in the intermediate division from the novice group leading teams. So it's cool to see. Yeah. Anything else from the novice division? Whips or Matt? Or Tyler? Whips, Whips or, or Matt? Matt. <laughs> Whips, Matt, or <laughs> Shelton Tyler? <laughs> Shelton. Uh I mean, since I'm here, I want to do a quick little shout-out to my team. There are only two people on my team that don't have a point out of everyone. Wow, that is awesome. And both of them have been crazy close, like several times. And uh, Rich has been deflecting pucks like it's his job. It's it's crazy. Uh, He's getting out front and just tipping pucks up, trying to redirect. He's doing a fantastic job. And, And Nick Rogers doing a great job crashing that with his first year playing, man. They're the only two guys that don't have points yet, and everybody else does, and I can't it's, – it's got to be the next time they play. I'm swearing to you. We're going to have everybody on this team have points before we hit Christmas. 
Yeah, and, you know, again, we're going to see big changes in the on-ice product that we see from Novice as the season goes on, which is awesome. And I think things are going to tighten up. Like you said, the outliers right now with the goose and the voodoo, that's going to kind of come much more – to the center oh, uh, yeah. with the other teams. Well, and you got to learn not only a lot of these guys, a lot of us, not these guys, us, are not only learning how to play in general, we're learning how to play with other people and take their idiosyncrasies into account. You know, I, I've, I'm learning that Alex loves to come out and play the puck. If it's closer to him than me, I can start peeling away because he's going to come out and get it and pass it to me. I didn't know that when we first started playing. I had to adjust my game to that. You know, Dan Fry's got his way to go about stuff. Scott's got his way to go about doing stuff. And as soon as their teams start adjusting to that, they're going to start bouncing back quickly. I'm excited for that. Yeah, and actually, you sparked my interest. Looking at all of the novice division, the Squirrels have two players that don't have a point. Nice. Um, well, three, but one's Pete. and that doesn't He doesn't have a point. Count it. <laughs> <laughs> the, Knights, the Knights only have one. Really? I did not know that. The Knights only have one. That's really cool. Yeah. So we talked about balance with the Knights. It's and There I mean, it is. I'm going to say that this is Sesame Street, and the word of the day is balance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's literally what this is. Yeah. And it, it's a contribute to the captains, uh, the evaluators, the commissioner, and the committee, steering committee themselves, mm-hmm. to have a team. Even, like, we talked about the Grays being 0-8. and We talked about the Voodoo being 0-6. They're close. They, it's not like a horrible, like, I mean, well, the Knights versus, you know, the the Voodoo last year. Like, there's a huge discrepancy in players. It's not this year. No. Which is amazing. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I mean, that that's what you want, right? In the end, at the end, we're all coming to the rink because we want to have fun and we enjoy this great game. Yep. But you never want to come to the rink thinking, there is absolutely zero chance my team can win today. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to come thinking, you know what? Things go our way, and we put in the effort. We got a really good shot at this. That's all anybody wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you can literally look at this, um, the standings in both divisions, and say, everybody's got a shot. Yep. Some are better than others right now, but again, it's still early, guys. We're only what eight weeks in. It's yeah, we got a long way to go. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Any final thoughts, Mr. Whips? Just again, uh, overall, I think things are going great. So uh, shout out to the committee. They're doing a wonderful job. Sure. Um, I was, of course, part of that the first two years. And it, it's great. It's gratifying to see it's, it's going in the right direction here in the third year. I think we've, we're starting to hit our sweet spot. And you're seeing that in all these things we've been talking about this evening in both divisions. So I think things are going well. And I look forward to uh, continued success. Tyler. I am having a blast this year. This is the first year I've been a captain and working with everything that was built up before I was a captain and, and the, the committee now and, you know, everyone before. It's been just a great time. All the other captains, we do we go out of our way to try to make sure everybody's having a good time. Win or lose, tie, doesn't matter. We, we all paid our money to come here and have a good time. We all got to work Monday. So that's that should always be the focus. No, there's no, there's no scouts. We're here to have a good time and have a beer up in the lounge when we're done. And we're all doing that. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing to see that the way that our league is is grown and shaped into the fact that, you know, I'm doing something that I absolutely love, and five years ago I didn't think I could do it. Walking onto the ice for the first time, 
being where I am now, getting to watch those players for the first time walk on the ice, it's it's truly amazing. So yeah, thank you to everybody involved, uh, from players all the way up to the <coughs> committee. Yes, absolutely, couldn't agree more. Thank you. Yeah. So from Matt Whips, Tyler Sheldon, I am Craig Fraken. Thank you, and this is Beer League Radio. All audio equipment for Beer League Radio is made possible by AVS Concepts. Call Nate McCombs at 515-868-6119 for all your audio, video, and security needs. 